Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 525 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. Coming up on the show, we'll be having a chat with the green goddess, Diana Moran, all about how over 55 personal trainers are going to be helping the older people in our communities get the best out of exercise and making sure they stay healthy as long as possible. Aurea Duba is going to have a chat with us about EDF Energy's electric adventure over the summer. Michael Messer, he'll be on the line to talk about Michael Messer's Mitra. Mitra means friends, and he and some friends are playing at the Stafford Gatehouse very soon. We'll be finding out from a West End star what it's like to be a teacher, and also thinking about what we want to buy our teachers as we are heading towards the end of term. One for all gift cards, giving us a few suggestions there. But first of all, George Windsor has a brand new single out. He's on the line now to tell me more about it. Hello, sir. Hello, thank you for having me, Jason. Always good to talk to you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we have a new thing. Like, we've done a remake of Tainted Love. You know, I got a little team of producers together um, and we, you know, we brainstormed the idea of um, remaking an 80s classic. And I said, well, you know, it's something that's quite current at the moment. Everyone's talking about love that's tainted, you know, all this terrible, terrible heartache that everyone's going through. So I thought, well, why not, you know, embrace that and, um, you know, put something out there to, to talk about. So, we did the soft style classic. It was produced by a guy called Damon Hess, who's absolutely legendary. But, you know, it's just really exciting. It's a completely new sound for me. It'll be interesting to see what people think of the song. But a song with massive energy, and you do like to have a good upbeat tune to perform, don't you? Well, you know, at the end of the day, Jason, we could all be boring, but, you know, the, <laughs> the world would be a very boring place, wouldn't it? So it's, you know, it's all about having, you know, good energy, but, you know, about pushing boundaries and, you know, taking risks and doing things that other people haven't done. So I just wanted to do something different. It's definitely full of energy. You could say that again. And we shot a music video for it a couple of weeks ago, and that looks absolutely insane. So, um <laughs> We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. It's exciting. Well, fingers crossed. I mean, we, we know you from uh, the amount of stuff you've done on TV for a number of years, and you, they keep inviting you back onto shows because they absolutely love you, as does your you know, fantastic fan base. And with <laughs> with you know, just what you keep throwing at it, where do you find all this energy from? Do you know what? I, I literally, it's when I'm trying to sleep, Jason, that <laughs> is the biggest problem I have. When I'm trying to sleep, my brain just doesn't switch off. And I just think of things and I just, you know, like I say time and time again, I don't like to do things that people are already doing. I like to try and be a step ahead of them mm-hmm. and I like to form my own lane. I get all this inspiration. It's, it's when I'm trying to sleep. I'm, you know, I'm sat there like, oh, yeah, I've got a really important busy day tomorrow. But no, the, the keyboard wants to talk and the lyrics need to be written. So, you know, it's just it's a bit crazy. I can't explain where I get these ideas from, but it's just a bit. A bit bonkers. <laughs> so the Soft Cell Tainted Love cover is going to be alongside some new music from you too? Yes, um, we're literally, me and my, my lovely little team, you know, I'm working with a smaller team. Previously, Jason, I've worked with big teams and it doesn't always work out because there's too many opinions, but I'm working with a smaller team and we're trying a different sound. I feel that I've found my sound as an artist now and we're just, you know, we're working on new material. There's going to be some new songs coming out a couple of months after Tainted Love, but you know, yeah, it's it's just about being different. And, you know, 2019, I, I said from the start, I think it's going to be a big year for a few people. And I came back from touring in March. I did a European tour in March. And ever since that, it's just, it's rocketed all over the place. It's a bit, a bit bizarre. Well, I mean, you've, you've played to huge audiences. I know with you on an audience of 30,000 people last year and your music was well received then. Uh, are you finding time to do anything other than all this uh, this prep work at the moment? Is there much else going on in your world? Well, I'm spending a lot of time with my pussy cat. if that's, uh, <laughs> if that's uh, anything different. And do you know what? I've been, um, I've been planning to tour again, so I think this year it's going to be full on. Um, I haven't really got time for anything else, but I've just been, um, you know, I've been spending time with... Uh, uh, my family, I would try and spend time with my family. But um, yeah, I'm just really happy to be busy because being busy is good for me. And I'm just really excited to get back on the road and put some new music out there and, you know, hopefully create some noise because that's what I like to do. Well, <laughs> you know, it is going to be great. We're looking forward to uh, the release of new music from you. So can we take a listen to Tainted Love Now by George Windsor? 
Of course you can. George, Definitely. always good to speak to you. Keep up the good work. Give us the socials, the rest of it as well, please. Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter. I'm George Windsor. So that's I am George Windsor. You can check out the website and obviously you can add me on Snapchat at George Windsor. Do it all. Enjoy the music. George, keep up the good work, as I say, and we will speak soon. Thank you so much, Jason. Sometimes I feel I've got to run away. I've got to get away from the pain that you drive into the heart of me. The love we share seems to go nowhere. And I've lost my light for I toss and turn. I can't sleep at night once I ran to you. That's George Windsor with his fantastic reimagining of the self-sell song Tainted Love. Make sure you go along to Spotify, download that, stick it in a favourite, it's on your playlist, do it all there. You can buy copies through all the usual digital outlets as well, so make sure you grab your copy of George Windsor performing Tainted Love. On Thursday the 25th of July, Michael Messers Mitra is at the Stafford Gatehouse. Michael joins me down the line to tell me more about the show. Hello, sir. Hello, it's good to be here. Thanks good to for, talk to you. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's, it's going to be great to, to find out about the show as well, because Indian Blues, this is something that's happening in the Met studio down there at uh, the Gatehouse. Absolutely. Um, I wouldn't call it Indian Blues. It's it's a fusion of, of, of uh, Delta Blues, which I've been uh, involved with playing for many decades, and, and Indian classical music, mm-hmm. which... Doesn't make it a highbrow thing. It rocks. Um, <laughs> it's uh, something I'd wanted to do for for a very long time. To keep it very brief, there's, there are connections between the way that that people improvise in Indian music and the way people improvise in blues and jazz. It's not dissimilar, and it was something that I'd wanted to do. Uh, I heard a, a, an Indian classical record. 35 years ago called Call of the Valley, Mm -hmm. which was Indian slide guitar, uh, flute and tabla. And when I heard that, ever since then, I'd wanted Indian musicians playing blues and and mixing it with, with that music. And it uh, eventually happened, which is why our album is called Call of the Blues, as uh-huh. a tribute to this album, Call of the Valley. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, well, you don't have a flute, but you do have pretty much everything else there, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sing and play slide guitar, 
Um, I've been playing blues and making records for the last 35 years, more than that, in fact. And uh, Manish Pingle from Mumbai plays the Indian slide guitar. And uh, Gurdane Riot uh, from London plays tabla. They're incredible musicians to, to work with. The music that we make is... Um, it's, it's not often you can say this, but uh, we, we, I can say this. It is unique. There's no, <laughs> nobody else playing anything like this. Well, how does the Indian um, slide guitar differ from the one that you play? So as, as an instrument, it's, it's, it's not that dissimilar. It's an arch-top guitar, but it has extra strings because uh, Indian stringed instruments have drone strings, sympathetic strings that ring in the frequency of what you're playing. So if you're playing in the key of E, there's lots of E's and B's and they ring and give overtones, which is that classic sound of, of Indian classical music. And sitars have that sound. The, 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 uh, the kind so, of thing that the Beatles picked up on and used quite a bit in their latter part of their career. Absolutely that, absolutely. And in fact, in fact, in India, the Beatles are, are, are highly revered, especially George Harrison, because they, and very much he, took Indian music to the world. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting when you're there that the, 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 the Beatles are absolutely revered in you know by everybody. It's they they are here, but it's it's different there. It's it's the way they they say no no this they were so important because they took this music to the world. And a, a um, music that deserves sharing, and that is in part what you're doing with the way in which you're bringing your version of the blues to life. Absolutely, absolutely. And what's what's great about it, it's it's not Indian classical music at all, but there there are kind of bites of it within the within the structure of our song. Mm-hmm. And that and that's very interesting because people that would normally never ever go to hear that kind of music are able to are able to listen to it in a situation that you you can't you can't go to an Indian classical music concert and drink a beer. It's just not it, it kind of doesn't happen. <laughs> but but you can come and see us and drink a beer. And that kind of is a very interesting thing for the Indian people as well, you know, that it's that, that, that their music is going out to, to people that normally wouldn't hear it. And, and, and we, we've got a lot of support from the Indian classical fraternity for that reason. And where does the name of your group come from as well, then? Uh, it means friends. Uh-huh. Uh, we tried everything. We, we went all through all kinds of names and we tried all the comedy ones and... There was, you know, there was turban gorillas and all of those kind of things, and eventually, eventually, we thought, no, 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 this really is all a bit tacky, and, and eventually, uh, Manish said, you know, Mitra means friends, and how about just, just, just that? So, so that's how that's how it came about. Well, that's brilliant alliteration, and the, the the music you perform. Then, what songs can we expect to hear? Will we know them in a different style, or is it all? Well, original? yes, we do. I mean, a song that's been very popular. On the radio, uh, it's got a lot of airplay. Is J.J. Cale's song "Anyway the Wind Blows"? Mm-hmm. We do that. Um, we do a handful of classic blues songs that are known for their their slide guitar, "Muddy Waters," "I Can't Be Satisfied," um, "Rolling and Tumbling," uh, Mississippi Fred McDowell songs. And these, uh, it kind of interested me to you know to take the classic pieces that are very very much the the staples of that repertoire and indianize them if you like mm-hmm. to, to put them into this context so that you're very familiar but you're not if, if, if that makes sense um and what's the favorite song for you that you've done this to oh it's it's that's really hard to say because it's all it's all they're all favorites for me mm-hmm. they're kind of every every one of them i'd say that um the jj kale anyway the wind blows that, that works is, yeah that works so well, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know the 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 JJ Kale estate uh, uh, asked for, for permission to use that on JJ Kale's uh, social media pages, and we've had contact with uh, with them over that, which was wonderful. You know, so so yeah, it's 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 a wonderful thing to be doing. And and do I have a favourite song? Not really, no. But that certainly is is one that that, that gets. Gets a lot of radio. So does Rolling and Tumbling. It's such a well-known blues song that's been covered over, you know, by everybody, rock bands and blues bands. And so, so, so it's it, as I say, it's interesting for us to take the classics of the genre and and twist them round. And I think what's interesting as well about that is they're not classics of the genre to the two Indian musicians. They only are to me. <laughs> so they come at them completely fresh 
which is is a good way to come at any piece of music. Well, it sounds like it's going to be an amazing night, and uh, you must leave the audience stunned. I think that the thing is, it's getting people to to take a chance on something that they don't know about because they don't know how much they're going to enjoy it yet. So I think you think that's that's the bit that you've got to get past that hurdle. Once someone Absolutely knows you, they're going that. to keep coming back. Absolutely that. And, and and the reason I said what I said at the beginning of this interview was, you know, don't be, don't be scared that it's going to be highbrow because the word in, you know, the phrase Indian classical music is in there. It rocks. It really rocks. I mean, we've had 10,000 people at festivals jumping up and down, you know, the tablet, tablet drums are powerful things when they're put through a PA system. <laughs> I think they're so, powerful so, things. So they drive the music and drive you into the air, into the, off, the air off your seat. Yeah, literally that, literally. So I would say fans of blues, uh, roots music in general, obviously people who love world music, it's very appealing. It's very it's very uh, accessible is the word. That's the word I'm looking for. And and I think that because of the the, the Indian classical music connection, people may, may think it's not accessible, but this is very accessible. And, and anyone that loves guitar playing with, you know, would love what we do. Um, as I say, I'm a slide guitar player. I have been for most of my adult life. Um, Manish plays uh, the Indian slide guitar, which is incredible. And his his technique. He's he, he's one of the finest uh, one of the finest musicians in India. And I'm not saying that because he works with me. He 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 truly is. And uh, Gurdane Riot that that plays the tabla is uh, London based. Uh, but he comes from a family that's steeped in, in, in tablet playing and, and is, again, and it's not because he works with me, he is the leading tablet player, uh, not just in Britain, but in Europe. He's yep. absolutely, absolutely the one that all the, all the, the giants of classical music, when they come to, to Europe to play, they work with him. It's very wonderful to have these musicians to work with. You know? Thursday, the 25th of um, July, 7.30, the Met Studio at the Stafford Gatehouse. It isn't the biggest room in the world. You need to get your tickets quickly for this one. They're priced at £13. StaffordGatehouseTheatre.co.uk. 01785 is the box office number. You're looking for Michael Messers Mitra, and you will certainly be asking for more as soon as the night is over. Michael, lovely to speak to you. Keep up the good work, and we look forward to brilliant. the show in Stafford. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jay. That's brilliant. Some like this, some like that, some don't know where it's at. If you don't get loose and you don't groove, well, your motor won't make it and your motor won't move. If time don't tell, you don't ask me, riding on a hurricane down to the sea. Can't hear the music, turn it up loud, it's moving in the air. Don't get loose and you don't groove Well, you 
Anyway, the wind blows from Michael Messers-Mitra here on the Milk Bar. With a number of people in the UK aged over 60 expecting to hit 1 in 4 by 2040, a new study's found that nearly 4 in 10, 38% of over 55s, are classed as inactive. To tell us more, somebody who doesn't even look 55 is Diana Moran, the Green Goddess. Hello to you. Hello, how are you today? I'm good. I trust we find you well. Yes, I'm fine. And now you have there with you Mark Jerling. He's an over 55s personal trainer. David Lloyd, hello to you. Afternoon, Jason. Now, the Age of Activity report suggests that not getting 30 minutes of moderate to vigorous exercise a day could be contributing to health issues, and the over-55s probably really want to be making sure they avoid that sort of problem. They certainly do. It's all too easy as you're getting older to, um, you know, find the flippers, get the rocking chair, and take life a little easier, because that was the image of retirement. Retirement? What is retirement these days? Mm -hmm. Do you know somebody aged 50, 60 could have another third of their lives in front of them? And as far as I'm concerned, health is more important than wealth to make those years enjoyable. Absolutely. And uh, it is uh, about making sure that you haven't got constant problems. And the fact that the two do go hand in hand, because if you want to keep active and keep working and keep a high level of lifestyle, then uh, you do need to keep going on. Now, uh, Diana, I mean, as the Green Goddess, uh, I was the 80s when we saw you on TV doing fantastic things, keeping people healthy then. And uh, I, I take it that's continued for you right through till now. Oh, it certainly does. I'm serious. If I weren't still keeping myself fit, I wouldn't enjoy life as much as I do. I'm now 80, and I enjoy life as much today as I did back in the 80s, 1983 to be absolutely precise, when BBC Breakfast Time started and The Green Goddess was launched. If you sit around, chances are you're going to eat a lot of food because you're a bit bored. If we're not careful, obesity occurs. And look around, there's plenty of obese people at the moment. And then with the obesity could come diabetes itself, heart problems, joint problems, bone problems. So we just got to keep moving. It's common sense. Just get out there and keep moving. And this means you can carry on wearing green lycra for many years to come. (laughs) I still do. I work for a certain magazine every week. And one whole page is me in my green doing my exercises. And you don't look any older, which is the thing. I mean, as I said at the start, I mean, you, you could pass for being less than 55 anyway. Well, that's what comes of keeping fit. So that's why we are here today, encouraging people to look after their health. And what is so clever about this is that um, David Lloyd have committed to having at least one fitness trainer, age 55 or over on average, in each of its clubs by the end of 2022. And I know, for example, that if I'm in a class, I'm going to going to a class, I'm not taking the class, I'm going to a class with my friends. And if I've got a teacher who is not just a beautiful young girl, or very handsome young chap, mind you, that's quite a nice thing to have. (laughs) Um, If I've got a slightly older, more empathetic teacher, it's wonderful that person can encourage people of any age and any ability to move that little bit more and to make the most of themselves. Yeah, because Mark, an over 55 personal trainer is going to be inspirational anyway, aren't they? Definitely. You know, I started when I was 50 years old, I, I went into personal training and I thought that I had a unique selling point of being older so that I understood how people felt when they were a little bit older. Maybe their joints aren't quite so good. Maybe they've had illnesses that they need to recover from. And we can train those people through that and keep them working and then help them live longer into that longer life, you know, as they get older. 
Absolutely, and so keeping that health level up can be done through fitness. And when you've got a, a class, uh, you're not pushing anybody any less hard, are you really? You're just making sure that the exercise is tailored to suit them. Exactly that. You want you want everybody to work at their level, and they'll quickly find that they can quite they can progress quite quickly through that and get stronger and fitter, and then healthier into older older life. And you know, Jason, because of the age that I am now, uh, I'm involved with care homes and visit care homes with some of my friends in them, for goodness sake. And I can assure you that even with um, a problem or two, sitting in a chair, you can still encourage people to move the parts of their body that they are still able to, perhaps they're chair-ridden, chair-bound, but they can still use the upper part of their body and bend and stretch and keep strength in their upper body, which can keep a quality to their lives. And through that, that sort of exercise, it helps them to uh, keep costs down. I mean, th- for things like the NHS as well, it's cheaper for the NHS if everybody keeps moving and keeps healthy as well, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, this is why we're all worried about this obesity that is really a big, literally a big problem at the minute, because the cost of the NHS, as the years now are going by, is going to be enormous. But it's often lack of confidence that can uh, be an issue. And uh, I mean, a question really for both of you. How would you help someone to be more confident? I, I, I know, as a green goddess, you've never had any holding back when it comes to exercise, Diana. Um, no, I haven't, because I'm a naturally energetic uh, person, and I have always enjoyed exercise. I had a brother and boy cousins, and anything they could do, I could do as well. But I really am keen to uh, to encourage an older person not to feel pressure to look and perform at a certain way, um, but to be confident and maybe to bring a friend or two along to a class or to just get out there walking. Um, and they will soon feel the benefit of being more energetic. And Mark, how would you put somebody at ease? Well, I think, if they, you know, we're trained to cope with people that are at different levels of fitness in their lives. And it's assessing them at the start and then setting up a program that's going to benefit them that also make them feel good about themselves. And obviously, before anybody starts an exercise regime, they must talk to their doctors as well. But again, once you come into somewhere like David Lloyd, having a personal trainer does help monitor what's going on with their bodies as well. Well, this is incredibly important, what you've just said, because as we get older, all of us will have experienced some problem or the, well, most of us will have experienced, you know, people have got the, the, the knee problems, the hip problems, maybe the heart problems, maybe they've had major surgery for all sorts of things like I had for the cancers. Now, if you've got somebody like Mark, a teacher in front of you, and he is empathetic, the first thing he's going to do, he's going to ask you how you feel. And he'll take time to find out your health issues, shall we say. And once you've done that, he can tailor a class, I would tailor a class to your requirements to make you feel comfortable and to give you benefit from moving that little bit more. Keep doing it or start doing it if you're not already and hopefully make a bit of difference improve your mobility uh, by actually getting a a shift on moving and enjoying yourself at the gym Uh, Diana where can we find out more about your Green Goddess column in the magazine we can give them a shout out oh my goodness me well that's the lady magazine so check out that one and you can get inspiration there but if you want to go and find out more about these personal trainers who are 55 plus we've got 57 year old Mark there come on sir tell us how we can get hold of David Lloyd Come to davidlloyd.co.uk website and have a look at the information on there. If you want to become a personal trainer, there's all the information on there for you. And uh, if you uh, fancy getting involved too, it'll tell you where all the clubs are and you can find out more about getting involved, making sure you make an investment in your own future, really. Exactly that. It's going to make you fitter and also mentally fitter, so you're going to feel happier as well. Well, Mark Julian of David Lloyd and Diana Moran, the Green Goddess, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Jason. Thank you very much. Time for some more music now from Michael Messers Mitra. This is Rolling in My Sweet Baby's Arms.
work on the railroad Yeah, I ain't gonna work on the farm Well, I hang around the shack Till that mail train come back Rolling in my sweet baby's arms Rolling in my sweet baby's arms Lord, I'm rolling in my sweet baby's arms Well, I hang around the shack Till that mail train come back Rolling in my sweet baby's arms Messrs Mitra rolling in my sweet baby's arms here on the milk bar. Nearly a third of Brits have driven their cars less over the last year as they felt more conscious of their fuel emissions. To tell us more about this recent survey, I'm joined now by Ari Aduba, TV and radio presenter. Hello, sir. Hello, Jason. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And I trust we find you well? Well, I've got a little bit of a sniffle, Jason. Oh. That's, that's not what we came on here to talk about. And, and I'm, not, I'm not fishing for sympathy, but I'm just stating the facts of the day. OK, so uh, we, we'll be a bear with you under the circumstances. <laughs> and uh, But, I mean, the, the people are actually using their cars less, which is something we don't necessarily expect to hear, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it, you wouldn't expect to hear it, but it's not a surprise at the same time, because I think people are so conscious about their carbon footprint. You know, we, we, we've met in the last 18 months, plastics has completely changed the way we think. Uh, and I think people are so, even if they aren't doing it 100% in every single walk of their life, they are so conscious about it. And I think that, that can only be a good thing. And when it comes to fuel emissions as well and being on the road we know that you know nearly half of people are, are, are aware that they're making a carbon footprint when it comes to to, to driving their petrol cars on the road so this is kind of why i partnered up with with edf energy for this because they they want to help everybody bring that down and and we can it's, it's so feasible you know whether it is walking or, or using other um, means of means of transport or with with their you know the, the way that they've brought in um, this new tariff with with their electric vehicles, we can quite ably use different ways to bring our carbon footprint down. 
I think it's 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 a really important thing because everybody wants in their own way to save the planet. Absolutely, we've got to be environmentally friendly. We still got to go off and enjoy doing things, so we've got to have a good quality of life. Uh, mm. I mean, walking, which is something that you do quite a little bit of, don't you? That uh, that that helps. And obviously, yeah. you, you probably dance around top tourist attractions as well. <laughs> I have been known to have a little bit of a foxtrot around the Buckingham Palace. Um, really? Uh, no. Are you going to get away with that one? I, I, well, I, I certainly know you visited Blackpool Tower and danced over there. No, I, I did do that. No, Buckingham Palace, I, there was a lovely event. Myself and Darcy Bustler, my wife, were invited to a couple of weeks ago to, mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, to enjoy, enjoy. It was actually the, the Duke of Edinburgh Awards going on a complete tangent, Jason. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I dance and I walk. Um... And yeah, the, the, you know, Buckingham Palace just being one of them. There are so many amazing landmarks in the country that I think people would be really, really annoyed with themselves. They just haven't seen. You know, you see it on the telly, you see it in, you see it in the brochures, you see it on a. You probably tell your friends from abroad. Oh, you must come over here because there's an amazing spot. You know, the Highlands are beautiful. But have you actually been? There are so many of us that will probably go. Oh, oh actually. Yeah, well, the, the top three people would like to see were Loch Ness, which I do absolutely love. I've had a lovely walk around the edge of that. The Giant's Causeway, I haven't got to yet, but want to. And Stonehenge, that's another amazing one, isn't it? Yeah. And again, myself, I was just saying to a friend, I, you know, I grew up in Dorset, and, and Stonehenge being in Wiltshire is, is just around the corner. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm trying to reclaim my misspent youth because there are so many amazing <laughs> spots like Stonehenge that I just have not been to. And now that now that we're conscious about it, now that we're you know the, the the staycation is so much more popular now. People don't want to spend so much money one on 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 you know getting on a plane and 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 again increasing their carbon footprint and going all over the world. At least we want to try and reduce it, but also the fact that we know that these spots are just on our doorstep. Well, so, um, say I wanted to get down to your neck of the woods, the Jurassic Coast. How would I do so by reducing my carbon footprint at the same time as part of that journey? Well, uh, hey, if, if I, you know, to, br- to bring in what EDF Energy have, have done here, you know, they're, they're just trying to let people know that, that electric vehicles that are out there are, are so, so easily viable. They're just, they're just as good. And I had the fortune of, um, of trying, trying one of them out. They're just as good as, the, as petrol, petrol cars. And, hey, you can charge a car for 150 miles for the same amount of money that it would take to buy your lunch at a, a petrol station. You know, we're talking about under five pounds to charge a whole car. Yeah, I know um, my, my my petrol car takes it's at least fifteen pence a mile, and that's on a, a nice motorway run. So you know uh, what? Do you know what I mean? It it it's so it's so hugely stark the difference if if you were to pick up an electric car. And so so yeah, whether it's the Jurassic Coast or or anywhere else in the country, you can get around there for a fraction of the price. And what's also really cool is, is with this campaign, they've launched this competition where they. Uh, they're actually giving away the opportunity to have a staycation, three different holiday locations around the country. Um, if they were to get involved, it's called the um, EDF Energy Electric Summer Adventures, is what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if people get involved over on Instagram and and try to find where they put the car in these hidden locations, then they will win a holiday for their family to go out over and, and, and see these amazing spots. Um, and basically, for the cost of the charge, that's what I think the charge is the charge of the vehicle. It's as simple as that. Less, less than four pounds, Joseph. That's not bad going at all. That's good value, isn't no, it? No, <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. I think it's an amazing. It's just an example of how easily we can reduce costs, we can reduce carbon emissions, and uh, we can still have a great time. So if you fancy winning a holiday to one of the three UK's most stunning and secluded locations, it's all part of the Electric Summer Adventure. On Instagram, search for EDF Energy and use the hashtag Electric Adventures and you can have a, a brilliant time with the competition. Absolutely. Well said. Yeah, we'll give it a go. <laughs> all right, great speaking to you and we look forward to it to more uh, from uh, from you either chasseing around you know, palatial sort of venues or uh, or beyond. But uh, thank you for joining us and uh, thank you for partnering with EDF to educate us a bit on this one and go and find some great value, low-carbon ways of seeing bits of the UK. All the best, Jason. I think everybody, it's very straightforward and I, I know that loads of people will be wanting to, to try and do their bit. So, um, so thank you. <laughs> Well, I roll and tumble, I cried a 
Rolling and a tumbling from Michael Messers Mitra here on the Milk Bar. The school year is coming to a close and just a week before your little darlings are around your ankles all the time. However, which teachers do you wish you'd said thank you to? And how do we honour those who've made the biggest difference? Tell us more. I'm joined now by actor Craig Gullivan. He has been in the likes of School of Rock in the West End, so knows a thing or two about being a teacher. And Eva Davey, Group Marketing Director for One For All Gift Cards. Hello to you both. Hello. Hello. Right, so uh, first of all, uh, Mr. Gullivan, I suppose I should I should call you, uh, because uh, whenever you're a teacher, we always have to go with surnames. Do you insist on all of the cast buying you a gift at the end of every show? They have to all buy me a gift, and they have to all call me sir at all times. I, th- I think that would be nice, wouldn't it? That must be quite That's an ego boost right. for you. Exactly. But, I mean, this survey says, you know, who is the most exciting teachers? Because we, we need one of the ones who are the best, really, don't we? Of course we do, yeah. And, I'm, I mean, I'm sure all your listeners can think of a teacher immediately when you... 
when you say, you know, who had the most impact on you, there's always a name that comes to mind. I've been lucky. I've got a couple. But, uh, yeah, I had a great teacher in primary school, Mr. Hamer, who uh, used to also teach the rugby. So, obviously, being a Welshman, I was a bit keen on the rugby. But, yeah, he was great. He just had this way of inspiring us. You know, everything came across with such passion that uh, he could, you know, he could make maths even interesting to us, which is quite a feat. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I know I had Miss West was a great teacher in my uh, primary school and in my senior school. There were, there were some teachers who, who did really stand out. I, I think sometimes, though, it is easier for us to see that now where we are in our lives than maybe where we were when we were learning, too. Yeah, exactly. It's only now when you step back um, that you realise how what a big role teachers play. Um, and I think it's just hard when you're a kid to, to put that into words or to even appreciate um, what, what the teacher has done for you. But it is about the passion for the subject as well. And it is uh, very often a case of these days we are gifting to teachers, which is, again, something we didn't do when I was at school. I mean, I, I am 47 now, so it was a long, long time ago. But uh, I mean, virtually I mean, 4 in 10, 39% of the nostalgic bricks are looking back on their school days and actually do wishing they'd said thank you properly at the time. Yeah, exactly. It's an extraordinary statistic. and I think it applies to me, certainly, uh, as I say, about Mr Hamer, from my primary school days, I think he probably has no idea that I still think about him with such fondness. Uh, you know, and that's a shame, isn't it? I mean, those teachers, they put in such effort and they work so hard with energy and enthusiasm to to inspire us to learn and be the best selves we can. And and yet, again, he doesn't know. He doesn't know that, that he had that effect on me. And I wish, I'm definitely part of the four in ten that, that look back and wish that I'd thanked them more at the time or found a way to communicate at the time just how much I appreciated what they were doing. But in your role on the West End stage, you get musical numbers, and that never happened in any of my classrooms, not even the music classroom, really. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm very lucky. I get to play uh, live guitar every night of the week, so I'm, yeah, I'm absolutely a lucky guy. When it comes to the One for All survey, what else do we need to know? Really, that passion seems to be the uh, characteristic that we value the most when we look back on our teachers and English teachers are the ones that possess that the most and trustworthiness um, and are two characteristics if that makes sense. I suppose they get the best stories, don't they? I think that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who remembers what happened in geography? <laughs> <laughs> well, they come out as one of the most clumsiest, actually, so there you go, geography <laughs> teachers. We salute you. Yeah, not for the right reasons, but it's got good fun. <laughs> but, I mean, they're all part of our education and a well-rounded education. Without the geography teachers, we'd never be able to find the West End to be able to go and see one of your shows. So uh, I think it is important that we think about that too. Quite right. I wouldn't like an empty auditorium, that's for sure. It would absolutely not work. Uh, so, we're thinking about what uh, gifts to get for teachers and uh, a one-for-all gift card picked up from your post office can really do the job. Yeah, and I think the, the magic of it is that parents can chip in together, so it need not be anything extravagant. Um, a small amount from um, each parent seems to be the norm at the moment, chipping in to buy something, um, you know, of value for the, the teacher and the likes of a one-fall gift card means the teacher can choose themselves so you don't need to know anything about what that what that teacher um, likes. And they can shop in thousands of shops. Exactly. Picked up from the post office but also online if you're quick. Yeah, uh, at oneforall.com um, and you can also find out a bit more about the research on our website. Okay, check it all out there, oneforall.com and find out more. Uh, I'm kind of th- thinking we should uh, get Craig to do some sort of musical number around the world of gifting for teachers. Is that is that possible? Have you got a tune in your head you could share? I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll get something ready for next time. How about that? Okay, we'll, we'll keep <laughs> it to that. That's absolutely going to happen. Thank you both for joining us. Remind us of the web details, please. Oneforall.com. Simple as that. Craig Ullivan and Eva Davey, thank you both for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Time for one final tune from Michael Messers. Meter ahead of their gig at the Stafford Gatehouse. This is You Got to Move.
You may be high, you may be low, you may be rich, child, you may be poor, but when the You got to move, you got to move, you got to move, you got to move. When the love gets ready, you got to move, you got to move. That you got to move from Michael Messers Mitra should be a fantastic fusion gig when that arrives at the Met Studio at the Stafford Gatehouse. That's your lot for episode 525 of the Milk Bar. 526 arrives next week on your podcast player or on the website, wherever you go and find us. Please make sure you subscribe in iTunes. That would be absolutely lovely. And we look forward to having you along in just seven days' time. Or sooner, if you've only downloaded this very late. I'll speak to you soon. Ciao for now. Goodbye from the Milk Bar. Goodbye from the milk bar Goodbye from the milk bar Goodbye from the milk bar yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar yeah.